and um, helped help grow the community and impact impact more people. So, um, so yeah, I got introduced. We got introduced to the fulfillment company in 2011. Um, my husband Chris and I were running our CrossFit gym in Bozeman, Montana. We lived in Montana at the time. Um, neither one of us are from there, but we ended up there. Just decided to, to head to the mountains for a while. Um, we got introduced to the company and it fit naturally with what we were already doing. You know, we're athletes, we're trainers. Nutrition was something that we talked about often, obviously with our clients. And so it, it, it blended in nicely with the business. We built that alongside the CrossFit gym for a couple of years. Um, we ended up selling the gym and then I went full-time home with, with that business. And my husband continued to personal train. Um, I continued on for another several years in the business and, you know, anybody that's new to network marketing knows usually the first couple of years, you're sort of figuring out the industry. Um, I would say the first couple of years in the industry, I was definitely, um, skeptical. I was, I didn't quite understand the business model. Um, it took me, I would say a good two years, even though I did have success immediately and we were making a great income. Um, I still didn't quite understand the concept of the business model as far as a long-term business until about two years in, um, going to events, right. getting around people, learning, reading, researching, you know, going to doing the personal development, all of that. Um, and you know, once I got really into it and I became what I, what I called myself as a full-time network marketer, um, had a lot of great success and, and a couple of years ago, so two years ago now, um, I just started feeling a nudge that I was being pulled away. Um, there were a few things that I wasn't completely aligned with. Um, there was a new direction that I felt the company was going in. Um, I was, I started personally and my husband started having issues with, um, a couple of our products digestion wise. We just were like I, similar story as Sean, you know, um, there was a little bit of a uncomfortable, um, feeling there because we do have integrity and we want to make sure that we're promoting something that we believe in and that we're using. And at the time we couldn't use one of the main products. Right. And so just felt, it felt really uncomfortable and we ended up deciding we're going to move on to another opportunity. So I did, um, two years ago, I just got into another, another opportunity and I never did completely leave. So I just want to, um, just share that isogenics or, if we're talking about the name of the company, That's sorry. Fine. Um, okay. So Isagenics was incredible at uh, working with me to maintain my, why don't you share that with the group? Because what's interesting is that a lot of times when people go through a business divorce, it's like, you know, I'm out of here done. And it's like, you know, they, they scorched earth, they burn bridges. You on the other hand, did it the right way. So do you mind sharing with the group what you did when you decided to take a different look, you had an income center but how did you go about that? Because you, I applaud you for how you handled that. There's the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, you know, I'd obviously been around at that point eight years in the company, and okay. um, we were very intertwined with the company. My husband was part of Team Isogenics. He was an Isobody finalist. Like there was a lot. Like we knew corporate. We live right next to corporate now, and so it. I just had this feeling of this belief and this knowing that I needed to maintain a relationship that I needed to do this in a way that felt, um, genuine and good to me because the company had completely transformed our lives. I mean, we mm -hmm. got introduced to the industry. We, it, it was, it was a blessing in so many ways in our life and there wasn't anything, there wasn't any bad blood, you know, there wasn't any drama. Mm -hmm. It was just time to move on at that time. So 
I just had this knowing that my reputation was important, that if I was going to go anywhere in this industry, that I needed to have integrity in the way that I did it. And, um, you know, I reached out to corporate and I let them know. And I said, I'm willing to be compliant. Tell me what I need to do. And, you know, I watched lots of other people at that time, just having sort of sorts of drama, just major Mm -hmm. drama. And I had a little bit of it, you know, I had some hate mail and some things coming through, but, um, but I maintained a good relationship. I had a really great customer service rep that was assigned to my case and she just checked in with me, you know, for about six months, they monitored what I was doing and they let me know if there was something that wasn't okay. Um, and they allowed me to maintain my residual income. They shut down, um, like I couldn't see my team and I couldn't enroll any new, new members. So I couldn't see what was going on, but I could still collect on my cycles. So, um, that was such a huge blessing. So I was continuing to have that beautiful income that I had worked so hard for. Yeah. And for those that are brand new that are just hearing, sharing is caring is the first time, uh, the real value of this business model, which I'm absolutely in love with is that it does provide the opportunity to create a residual income on the basis of consumption based upon your team, just not only your referrals, but referrals of referrals to infinity, which is really kind of bizarre to think about that. So when you brought in someone on day one, eight years ago, there's just as important to you as a person you brought in on the last day when you were building the business, it all kind of the same. And because you were so in, t- in terms of how you handled it with integrity and you reached out to the company, you were able to maintain that residual income, even though you weren't actively building the business and you were on to other things, which is kudos to you. You're the first I've heard to do it properly, the professional way. And unfortunately, a lot of people kind of scorched earth policy and they end up leaving on a bad, bad note. And then it's like, there's no return. So we're so grateful and thankful that you decided to come back. So how did you how did you hear about this? How did you come into ER Shred? And what what was it that made you say yes? Yeah, um, so I, I want to add to that note that, um, you know, there was definitely some rules that I had to follow, you know, mm-hmm. that I had to comply with. And, you know, um, it was a little bit of an inconvenience, but um, obviously it turned out to be a good idea because I didn't know that I was going to be coming back. I didn't leave the door open with the intention of coming back. I left the door sort of open because I just wanted to maintain a good relationship. Um, So, you know, I I had no idea that I was gonna make my way back. Um, It was a really rough year last year for my husband and I. And I have to say that since leaving um, two years ago, I never really found my home. Like I just, I never really felt the same. Um, and so I was kind of mourning that a little bit. I actually got to a place last year where I just was done. I'm like, I'm done with network marketing. You know, I had a good run. Um, I'm moving on to other things. I have a coaching business and I'm a personal trainer. And I just thought I'll just do other things. Um, and then this year I just became open again to what am I going to do with myself? You know, I really Mm -hmm. am passionate. I'm passionate about wellness. Um, I do love the industry, you know, and so I kind of had some people talking to me. I was looking at some opportunities and I, you know, was seeing honestly the collagen, I was seeing the results on the collagen. So I tried it, ended up having phenomenal results on the collagen. And that was what, that was what brought me back into the conversation of, could I do this again? Am I going to, am I going to build again? 
am I going to do this and put my reputation on the line again? Everyone knows I left, you know, it was a big kind of decision for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got my way back into kind of the groups and connecting with some people that were still involved and just saying, Hey, I'm not, don't make any announcements. Like I'm not back, but I just am, I'm open. I'm open. I'm having great results on the collagen. I'm open. And literally two days after I joined our group again and got back mm-hmm. into the community, um, someone posted a video of Sean and Crystal, um, or I'm sorry, not a video, uh, an announcement that they were going to be doing a call for our team. And wow. one of my crossline teammates said, Lisa, I know you don't need to lose weight, but you should check this out. I'm hearing really great things about this shred program. And this couple's going to do a call. She tagged me in the post. Um, I honestly thought, eh, I don't know. I mean, at this point I wasn't even really involved. I was just sort of kind of thinking about it. Um, I got on that call on a whim. I mean, I just thought, oh, why not? I'll listen in. And I, he was just speak, they were just speaking my language. I just completely resonated with the story, the digestive issues, the bloating, um, the integrity piece of, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of moving away from the company at that time that I did in large part because of that. Um, and I thought, wow, I wasn't alone this whole time. Like, you know, there are other people that were experiencing the same thing. Um, and I just, I think I just felt a connection to a new purpose and a new energy. It was just, it was just this new energy that I could come back and it's not the same. It's not the same old thing. It's just this, it's this new vibrant, um, energy is what I want to say right to it. That just Mm -hmm. feels different. And that's exactly what I needed. If I was going to come back, it needed to be like this relaunch that was completely new and different. And so, exactly. So, I mean, I, I, so my question, a simple question is, had it been just more of the same or Lisa, please come back, take a look at our two day core product or cleanse, or we have a new improved hydrate or anything like that. Um, had it been similar to what you had in the past, would that had enticed you to take a look? You know, I was, I was taking a look for the collagen and, and right. that was going to be my, that was going to be my direction was going to be, I'm going to focus on that. Um, I'm going to focus. I love the, I love the cleanse. And so I do use mm-hmm. that. Um, and there's other products that we, my husband and I still use, but um, my, my direction with the business was going to be the collagen. The collagen. I, mean, I was, I was going to go full what? on into that space. And, um, now, I mean, the collagen is amazing and I still obviously talk about it, but it's, it's kind of a side thing right now as I'm focusing mm-hmm. on this, this program. Which is perfect. And I think with all, you make a really good statement because it also, this will dovetail into Sean's thinking. And I was lucky to have a catbird seat when we were just, talking aloud and complaining about the world, kind of like in your situation, we weren't happy with the direction. We weren't happy that we felt we were losing the culture. We were losing the vision, the message, whatever it might be. Um, so I was lucky in that aspect, but honestly, for me, it was Sean doing the elimination diet and then saying, dude, you're not going to believe this. And then showing me his abs, the before and after I'm like, what in the hell did you do? I mean, you gotta be kidding me. And he's like, Oh, I just did this. Um, so that's what enticed me to come back. But honestly, in your situation, the intention with ER shred was it had to be unique. It had to be different and it had to be exciting, but it had to be different enough for people to go, huh, that's okay. I'll take a look at it again. 
So and the same thing with the collagen. It was different enough from what you had seen in the past. And at least you did this, the right thing. You put the products in your body. You got an amazing result and you said you're in. So obviously, Sean and Crystal are amazing. They must have done a good job on the, on the call with the team. Um, was it that night that you said, this is great, I'm in? Or did you research ER Shred a little bit? I mean, when did you finally just say, okay, I'm going to do the ER Shred and let's just see what happens? Um, so the timing was really cool because, you know, like I said, I, I, I got back in the group. Two days later, I saw this call. Mm -hmm. that call was the next night. So I was literally three days back into like, I think I might do this again, this business thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, after getting on the call with them, I think I got added to the group. I'm pretty sure that I, that's the first place I went was the group. And I immediately reached out to one of my best friends who's, uh, um, actually we were, we met in another opportunity. So here's the beautiful gift of like the full circle thing that happens Mm -hmm. in life is that one of our really dear friends I met because I left Isogenics two years ago. I wouldn't have never met him and his wife and they're dear friends of ours. Well, he also used to be with Isogenics and he also had beard away. And so I reached out to him because we talk all the time and I'm like, hey, check out, listen to this. Like, I got to tell you about this program I just heard about. I'm thinking about maybe doing this again. I don't know. And I, as soon as I explained to him what it was and I shared the document of the protocol and everything, he's like, we're, let's do it. But let's go. I'm like, let's go. So we just decided was that Col- next. Was this Colin? It was Colin Watson. Yeah. And I think he the, shared last night. He, he, he shared last night. An amazing okay, share. Him. No, he did yeah. a terrific job. So that's so yes. cool. So you guys did it together? Okay. Yeah. So we, we, I decided at that moment, I said, and I'm kind of a, like when I get my head around something, it's like, watch out, like I'm going. So as soon as I knew that this was what I wanted to do, I decided that this was going to be my comeback. And I, I said, I'm going to put myself through this program with the mm-hmm. intention of relaunching my business with this. And so, okay. um, yeah, we did it. I think the call was on a Monday night and the next, the following Monday, we, we had our products. We, we started it that next Monday. Um, and, you know, I didn't have weight to lose, but I did lean out. I mean, I lost a few pounds and ended up putting a little bit back on, but I just had phenomenal phenomenal results with digestion and all the things. I mean, you guys and you, know. And, and you came know. alive. You literally and were like, wow, alive. this is, okay. And I realized this was the exact thing I needed to launch, to relaunch my business. It needed to be a new conversation. It needed to be something, a wow factor. It needed to be not the same lingo and the same conversation that people had heard me talk about for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the 30 day and the whole thing, like just that language got stale. And people mm-hmm. got tired of it. It got burned out, right? Um, and so, and I got burned out talking about it, to, to be quite honest. Um, so, yeah, that was just, I thought, I'm going to relaunch my business with this. I'm going to use my transformation pictures to do that. And um, that's- Which was amazing. And by the way, any for, for anybody, everybody out there, including my wife, who did this this morning, who I wasn't anticipating, um, she did her before and afters. And that's tough. And it's very tough to be vulnerable, especially when you've had challenges. And for her, um, she's an individual where it it has been a challenge because of past surgeries and the painkillers and all the things that she had been on. Her detox has been total hell. And it's Mm -hmm. been difficult for her to see me skate through this and have this, oh my God, come alive experience, as Lenny says, right? And I'm coming out of my skin excited. 
And uh, her first two times, I know she really struggled with it, but it was one of those things where she stayed engaged and it was interesting. She just literally said like a week ago, um, I'm doing the air shred with you. And the fun part for me, at least, is like she just said to me tonight, she goes, you are pretty boring. You either eat steak or you have salmon. And, and that's that's it. And I said, oh, I do ice and greens and I do have other things. But um, it is kind of limited, but it's because I feel good. And that's where it's a discovery. It's a process of finding out what fuels you. But the good news is, is she did it and now she's having results this time and she's feeling good, which I think makes the biggest difference when you feel really good in your body. It's a whole lot easier to kind of stick with it. So yeah. let me ask you this. So you had when you had left previously, had you been exposed to incubating the shakes and the bone broth? Had you done that in the past or no? Um, I had actually heard about the shake incubation years ago. Um, mm -hmm. I don't remember when it was. I mean, I, you'll have to maybe tell me when that first came out. I, I feel like it was, it was like right around, it was August, 2015, but Peter okay. kept quiet about it until about 2016 and then said, screw it. I'm going to start telling the world about it. And you happen to be part of, part of it's Nicola's team, right? Yeah. Nicola and Mary, Nikolai, I'm sorry, Nikolai, I always there Nicolai yeah. and, and Mary Evans and that group in Montana. Right. Yes. Um, so you were lucky. So you're part of Peter's group and that he did go out and start sharing as much as possible. Hey, you got to look at this new science. So you probably heard it early on 2016. -ish. I, I, I want to say I heard, I mean, we did a lot of events with Peter and I, we heard him. Mm -hmm. speak, I mean, we hosted him a lot. Um, and so I'm sure I heard him speak about it. I don't. But had you I had you experienced the incubator? Okay. I don't. Was that I weird? Was that it. weird for you? And what was you, you know? Because it's it's kind of a this is it's a miracle combination. It's just not because what I will say previous to ER shred, I was incubating the shakes and I was using the bone broth on cleanse days. I was doing the protocol except for the elimination aspect. But for me, it was the eliminate elimination aspect in combination mm -hmm. that gave me the wow factor. Like, wow, I finally kickstarted my metabolism and I blew through 200, like it was no problem. And now I'm cut and I'm like, this is, this is fun again. Um, what was your experience with the new protocol that first 11 days? Cause it is different from what you did before. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, immediately the first shake, the first incubated shake, um, mm -hmm. I was, blown away because I'm used to bloat immediately. I just know it goes with the isolene shake. If I have an isolene shake, I'm going to be bloated. And I just tolerated it because I loved the shakes. I couldn't, I literally for two years, um, couldn't find another shake that I liked. I mean, I just couldn't find a meal replacement shake that I liked. And so my husband and I kept drinking them, even though we felt miserable. Um, and so that was the first thing we noticed. I said, try the shake. We incubated it for an hour. Um, and I was like waiting, you know, and he's like, nothing. I feel good. I actually feel great. And so that was the first experience was that first day was just the, like that alone was a game changer for me was I can drink okay. shakes and not feel bloated. Um, I'm in <laughs> like, that was it. Um, and then I would say, you know, the first couple of days, I'm not, a, I've, I've not been a huge meat eater. Um, I'm not against it by any means. I'm definitely somebody who follows kind of a paleo lifestyle. So I do eat meat but I'm not a huge, like, I don't need to eat it with every single meal. I'm just not one of those okay. people. So that was a little bit of a challenge for me. Um, that in that first week was like, like getting creative, but I ended up, um, I ended up actually loving it and ended up making it fun and, and enjoying it. And then nice. 
after that first double cleanse day, just, I mean, I know how that feels. It's just magical, you know, at the end of the, mm-hmm. the 48 hours. Um, I think that was day five was I just, I woke up and I even took a picture that morning was just like, this is. Now I know I'm being a little bit redundant, but it was Sean though. I'm sure he's asked all these questions again, but I think it's important. There's such a big difference of the air shred versus the old protocol. And one of them obviously is cravings. Did you notice a difference yourself or your husband as it relates to cravings? Yes. Or your food choices? How did, yeah, big time. What, was that pretty quick right away or? Yeah, um, it was, I would say, I'm trying to remember when I noticed that. I think midway through the 11 days, I was noticing that I just wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, I was able to look at food. In fact, Chris wasn't doing it with me at the same time. Um, okay. So I was still cooking, like he was working. I was still cooking for him. I was buying groceries. I was prepping stuff for him that he was having that I wasn't having. And I remember specifically looking at certain things saying, oh my gosh, I, this looks good, but I don't, I don't even care. Like I don't even want, I'm not even hungry. And I felt, I felt fine. I felt great. I didn't feel like I needed any, anything sweet. Um, and I think I was really committed. I think that's the other thing with this protocol is that when you wrap your head around, this is 11 days and at the end of the 11 days, you're going to start kind of building out. What does that look like for you long-term? You're, when you go into it, you have this sort of mental commitment to getting to that 11 days. Yeah, 11 and, days. Yeah, and it just, it I don't know. For me, I just had the willpower to do it and didn't feel like I, yeah, I felt, I felt fine. So have you varied much? Have you brought back in a lot of old foods, vegetables, finding culprits? Did you find culprits? Yes, or, I found some culprits. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm just curious because yeah. the whole thing with the business, and this is where we're going to get into the fun stuff, is that it, it all starts with your story and your experience, right? And you said something early on, you mentioned about finding network marketing, falling in love with it, but also personal development. Now, did you find personal development as a result of network marketing or were you already doing personal development before that? No, I, um, I found it through... I mean, I had, I had followed Tony Robbins and, you know, some of that over the years, but it was really, um, being immersed in the events and, you know, Eric Worre and, you know, Tony Robbins at one point came and spoke at one of our events and just realizing that that was part of this business. I got introduced to so many great books and podcasts and our team was very, and I'm sure like a lot of teams were, was very big on personal development and it was kind of part of our culture of our mm-hmm. team. And so that was the first couple of years. It was really eye-opening for me, uh, all the personal development. That I've always liked about. what Sean says is that network marketing basically is a business model with personal yeah. development attached or it's personal development with a business model attached. Totally. Um, so I know you must do, and I don't know this, but I'm assuming I'm making assumptions that you meditate, you journal, you do a lot of thinking outside the box because how did you, in a very short time period, you quantified ER Shred, put it into words, and you were doing lives. And then I immediately thank you for accepting my friend request. But I'm like, going, I got to figure out what she's doing here. This is crazy. But this is crazy good. So um, did you journal about this? Did you have some thought process? Or you just is this something that just comes naturally for you? How did you craft your messaging in the very beginning? Um, I just, I mean, I, I'll be perfectly honest. I think there's something called um, 
uh, I'm going to, I'm not going to remember the word, but most of you will probably feel this when you cleanse on the second day of a cleanse, you have clarity clarity, and it's, there's another word and I can't remember it, but there's this clarity that you get where you can just, you're in your zone of genius. Like you are like Mm -hmm. channeling straight up genius knowledge, right? I just don't even feel like it's mine. I feel like it's like being channeled from somewhere else because it just easily comes through me. And I, I get that a lot when I'm brain dumps or I'll get these ideas or I'll have these messages that come through me. And I'm like, wow, I feel really sharp right now. And I would say that that happened for sure during my 11 days. Um, but I also will say that, you know, Chris and I have been in this nutrition wellness space for years. I mean, many, many years, we've done a lot of coaching and when we were in isogenics, we actually, um, before when we were in isogenics, we were on, uh, you know, to a fault, we were the, we were product experts. And so mm-hmm. we did a lot of videos, coaching, training, you know, when I would do events, um, put on events and speak, I was educating about cleansing, about, you know, adaptogens and all of it. I mean, we, we really studied and learned that and, and really spoke about it a lot when we were in isogenics in the first, the first time go around. So, um, so that was all sort of there already. Um, and I think I just, I just took the experience that I had in the coaching that I was doing that was so exhausting and the 30 day and the, all the things and all the products and all the stuff. And only to have people say, this doesn't work or it's too hard or uh, whatever, all the, all the, the, hiccups that you have when you're a coach, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've been in the coaching space in life coaching in nutrition and in physical fitness coaching. And there's just so many excuses and there's so many ways out and there's, I'm going to blame this and I'm going to blame that because I'm not going to take ownership for why this isn't working. And so you get to, you see that in people over time as a coach. And so I think that was the first thing that I really identified was this is Radical ownership is where that came from because I just saw this beautiful um, opportunity for people to take ownership for their outcomes and to no longer be able to point the finger at a product or a program or a person, but to actually be in a position to say, I tried this food. It didn't make me feel good. I now get to decide. I can't blame anybody else, but I get to decide now for myself, is this something that I'm going to continue to put in my body now that I know my body doesn't respond well. And that's where that ownership comes in. And it's, it's this honesty that we have to have with ourselves. And I love that because I have felt for many years as a coach, like it's my job to get someone a result. Like it's my job to, for them to have this outcome that they want. And if they don't get it, then I did something wrong, or then it's going to come back on me. And so this freedom I felt from a business standpoint, being able to say, I can help people and I can stay right here where I'm at as Lisa, not as a coach. And I can say, this is what I did. You're welcome to try it. Here's how it worked for me. And this mm-hmm. is going to empower you to figure out what works for you. And maybe it's for you and maybe it's not for you. But for the first time ever as being in this space, it felt very like uh, a sigh, like a breath Mm -hmm. out that I don't have to be responsible for people and what they choose to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't, if they don't follow it the way I followed it, that's on them. Right. I mean, um, my goal I is I hope about that. He does talk about it. Yeah. And we've talked about it for a lot, but the reality, and it kind of came together, not with the intention that we did think of, you know, coming out of abundance. And we wanted to, we wanted to build it based on the foundation of Randy and Tony Escobar in terms of how, especially Randy, how you elevate people and celebrate their success. And we created a culture of, you know, it's a one team. I mean, that's really where that came from, in my opinion. But it went beyond that because rather than telling people, this is what you must do and how you do it. And it's 30 days, it's this, this, and this, all the things you said that exhausted you, exhausted me and all of us, I think, but it's getting into that coaching situation where you're constantly on their ass. You got to do it this way. And you're hoping that they'll follow through. And when they do not, sometimes you take ownership yourself of their outcome. And that's demoralizing. That's not a good thing. But the other thing is we couldn't get them to the finish line without a lot of hard coaching, a lot of handholding, right? So with this, it's like flip the switch. It's almost as unique of comparing retail profit business to residual income. As crazy as this association is, when you look at our ER shred community, we flip the switch from going from a scarcity mindset, you must do it this way to where it comes from love and abundance, so much so that we're telling you, you get to decide. Here are the tracks for 11 days. You get to do what you want. And some people freak out, but this is what you just touched on. This is the beauty. We're allowing people permission to arrive themselves at what that outcome means for them. They get to choose. And when they buy in, then it's like, it's gold. Like you said, you just want to, it's so like, oh, thank God they get it. Mm-hmm. right? How do you find coaching as far as helping? You've helped a lot of people already on your team starting to go through the ER shred. How have you found the coaching experience with ER shred as compared to how you did it in the past? I mean, yeah, are you leveraging the community a, a lot? How are you doing? Yes. That? Yeah. I'm leveraging the community, the documents. I mean, it's so simple. You know what I mean? It's so simple. It's like, yeah, I just, I typically will send a, you know, a message with, I have a little paragraph that I send like kind of what's the gist of the program if they ask. And then I say, if you're, if you're interested, if that intrigues you, let me know and I'll send you more info. So I want to get them, like, I don't want to just send people stuff. I want to make sure like, this is what this is. It's not for everybody. Um, if it still intrigues you after reading this, like, let me know and I'll send you. So I will send them. Um, there's a video of Sean and Crystal on YouTube sharing their story. And I can't Mm -hmm. remember what it's quite called, but anyway, that's the video that I use. So I usually will send that. Um, Sometimes I'll have a conversation with them first. It depends on who it is. Um, If it's somebody that I know, or it's somebody who says, you know, I've got this going on, I've got that going on. I resonate with your story. I might kind of have a conversation with them a little bit more about that. Um, But I've been using that video and then the guide, I literally just send them the PDF guide um Mm -hmm. sometimes i'll add them in the group first sometimes i'll just send them the guide straight up and then um i send them a link to my recommended cart if they're not an already a customer you know so that they can get started and um, it's super easy it's so super easy and i love that i just there's this new feeling of like i don't have any attachment i have this feeling of love and and support and I want to help people and, and if somebody is drawn to the program and they feel it's aligned for them like I'm going to take them and just let's do this but I also have this detachment from it in a sense of like it may not be for you and that's okay 
you know, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not taking it personal. Whereas before I would say I've done a lot of growing in the couple of years that I've been gone sure. um, around that, just around the type of leader that I am and just not taking it personally and just letting people go and realizing that now somehow you arrived at that similar mindset that we are at Sean, myself, mm-hmm. Jess, whatever, but that's kind of where Sean was at. Hey, it's not for everybody and that's okay. And I'm like, that's beautiful. So for my sales world, I mean, that's just called a takeaway. And people think yeah. that when you're going to be sold, they're expecting mm-hmm. you when they say no to be, oh, wait a minute. And rebuttal, rebuttal. You got to do this. Oh, I didn't tell you about this. I didn't tell you about this. And you end up vomiting on them, but you're pressuring, you're pushing. It's that push-pull relationship. Yep. You know, you pull away, they come back to you. If you push too hard, they pull away. So what's really fun about this, like you've positioned it, is you just say, hey, it's not for everyone and that's okay. And you let it hang, right? Mm -hmm. And the reality is people are going to go, wait a minute, I want to be on your team. I mean, you don't necessarily want me to do this with you. I don't, you know, they, it, 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 they, they kind of get a little bit, I guess, confused, but at the same time, people want to be, to belong, right? They want to be part of something. So did you pick this up from ER Shred or how did you arrive at this yourself? Or was it just a process of you being in the industry for so long and getting in tune with yourself and deciding, okay, when I build it this time, it's going to be an invitation, but I'm not going to push it. How, I mean, how did you, because um, what you, how you have positioned it is great. It's perfect. Yeah, I, I went through a lot in the last two years personally um, around just the kind of leader that I was um, how I would drag people and hold on to people. And, um, just, I see where I held myself back before I see the areas where, um, I maybe turned people off. Like I just mm-hmm. really did a lot of reflection and I actually did arrive at a point where I, like I said, that I would think I'm done with the industry. I just didn't, there were aspects of it that I didn't enjoy. Um, and so I, I basically had this conversation with myself when I decided to come back I thought I actually journaled about it and I journaled and I wrote out, I think I shared it on Facebook. Actually, I shared my journal entry on Facebook Mm -hmm. and I just, I wrote out all of the things that I need to remind myself of as I'm entering this business again and I'm committing to seven years. I made a commitment that I'm here for seven years. I'm not going to veer away. And I said, all of these things that I need to remember when I start to get distracted, when I start to overthink, when I start to compare, when I start to, you know, chase shiny objects, or I start to have a misalignment with the company or a product or someone in the company, or I start to hear things, rumors, whatever, that I have this list of things that I wrote when I was in my zone of genius that I can go back to and say, Lisa, remember, stay in your lane remember this, that, and the other. Right. And I had written down all of these things. Some of the stuff was from Emily Vavra actually. And, um, I shared it on Facebook and I just, I literally put it out there. It was like a really vulnerable post basically saying, this is the kind of leader I was, this is the kind of leader I'm committing to be now. And, um, at that point I had to decide that if I was going to do this again, cause I felt like I only have, I have one more shot. I've burned out my, my warm market, you know, <laughs> When you've been Mm -hmm. in the industry 10 years, everyone knows what you're doing, right? Um, Right. I felt like I have one shot and I got to do this right. And so I think I shared with you when we spoke that Mm -hmm. I'm still a little bit not sure how I'm doing this. I'm just taking it one day at a time. 
Um, I'm not super active in the groups because I'm just mm -hmm. not sure how, and it's not that I don't want to be, it's that I'm, I'm navigating this one day at a time. Like, how do I want to duplicate? How do I want to sound in the groups? How do I want people mm -hmm. to, you know, see what I'm doing? Like, I just am trying to be very thoughtful about that and, and um, how I'm approaching people, how I'm connecting with people, how I'm mm -hmm. responding to people. It's all sort of a practice that's unfolding as I do it. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just reminding myself of who I don't want to be. I don't want to be the spammer. I don't want to be the person that thinks this is for everybody. And I think that's the beautiful gift in this program, mm -hmm. the year shred is that it's not for everybody. If it was for everybody, then you try to find a solution for everybody and you try to make it fit for everybody. And it's just never going to be right. I mean, mm -hmm. with isogenics, we have such a broad product. Um, you know, we have so many products that, it's easy to say, well, let me find something for you. There's gotta be something for you, right? We can help anybody. Well, that's a problem. When you can help anybody, then you don't have a niche. You don't mm -hmm. have a target audience. This gives you a target audience and automatically so that you can be separated from the outcome. You can say, hey, you're either resonating with the message of this or you're mm -hmm. not. And if you're not, that's okay. But we're here for it. You know, We're here for the people who resonate with this and um and are excited about what this is you know so our our job um well my wife mentioned a couple of things she mentioned exclusivity is so important mm -hmm. you know and you know not being everything to everybody but being we're, we're kind of an exclusive club um and i can you know i'm i'm looking at this as a business saying okay part of and i'm i'm totally okay saying this we weren't happy with the direction the company had, was going in because it left us. It felt like, wait a minute, I didn't, you know, this doesn't feel in alignment with where I was at before. So we thought, okay, the only way we can turn the Titanic, if we will, or if you, if you will, would be we get ER shred and we blow this thing up and we're successful. Then maybe the company will look at us and say, oh, you're an important part of our company. We'll let you be over here like a separate division. And that's really all we want. I mean, we think the collagen is a great product. I would suggest as a business person that when you do the messaging, you're talking to two different audiences and do not try to make a collagen person an ER shredder and vice versa. I mean, they came to it, allow them like you did. Hey, I did the collagen. I love the product, but wait a minute, what's this over here? I will choose maybe to take a look at the ER shred. Um, I also really understand the idea of it's everything from like when you look at the master marketers, if you look at Steve Jobs with Apple, if you look at the Peloton bike, you know, that whole messaging is it's exclusive club, but they've created a community and it's kind of like, well, gee, I want to be part of that community. Right. But they don't really they promote the bikes, but their real business is driven by the software. And that's the community that's you're plugging in, paying your whatever 70 a month to have the, the opportunity to take all the classes, right? But when they do the advertising, that's there, but they're always pushing the bike because they know if you buy the bike, you're going to get the community experience. In the same form, yeah, we have our fulfillment company, but I think the beauty of ER Shred is the community. I think all we need to do is promote the community. And I like what you said today because, um, my God, I listen to you because I, I hear my wife all the time and she's so good. At, from a business perspective and how you position things and asking the right questions. 
And literally I was watching your story today and you were telling your audience, who's this for and who is this not for? But you literally started to mention, you know, are you a person who's felt, you know, I felt alone. I felt isolated. Um, I was looking for community. So if you're a person looking for community, this probably is going to be for you. But how did you arrive at that? That was such a good story. I don't know what you call it, Facebook or Instagram story, but you know, it went bang, 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 bang. But I loved the messaging there. How did you put that together? Um, I, it's just my story. I mean, it's, it's, okay. it's the truth about how I operate. You know, it's like, I, I think about when I journaled, you know, over the last couple of years, I thought about some of the things that were hard for me as a, as a coach, you know, I, I do mm-hmm. life coaching. So I'm one-on-one with people on zoom and it's beautiful. It's amazing. The breakthroughs, all the stuff, but it's lonely. It's me mm-hmm. and my computer most of the time. Right. And so, you know, and obviously the pandemic has added some challenges in there as well with, with the loneliness and all of that. Um, but I just was craving my team. I was craving community. I, I just remembered, you know, the traveling and the events and all the things. And I just think I took it for granted at one point and thought the grass was greener. And I mean, I don't know. So that was, that was authentic to my story. I mean, I, I felt lonely and I realized, you know, there's probably a lot of solopreneurs out there that are, there's a lot of people diving into the coaching space. Now there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people that are creating courses and online programs and all those things. And that's a lonely business because it's you and your computer in your home or in your office or wherever you are. And I think that, you know, you can pull it off for a certain amount of time, but at some point we, people need to be around people. Most people are, um, come alive, right. Around other mm-hmm. energy. And so I think we're social, that we're so, at the end of the rock. day, we're social animals. I mean, you can't yes, isolate. Exactly. I mean, even they talk about the, an infant's health and a baby who's yep. abandoned, who's not hugged in the beginning days of their life compared to one that is, um, makes all the difference in their development. Um, yep. so what I'm hearing is obviously you're talking about being authentic to yourself, knowing who you are in your story. And that's who you're, you're being real. You're sharing your story. But one of the, you know, one of the practices, which is really, really great is your journaling. So, I mean, I've done all this personal development. I've read it, but honestly, sometimes I'm thinking, darn it, you know, because sometimes I capture, I have a great idea. It could be in the shower. It could be while I'm working out. It could be doing yoga. You know, I always talk, it's meditation and motion, so to speak. Right. But sometimes you know, when you shut your mind off and you quiet the mind in those yes. instances, that's when you said the genius occurs, you download it. And it, especially on cleanse days, it makes it easier. Do you like, do you put a book, your notebook by your bed at night? Like if you have a dream, do you wake up? Do you write up? Do you write out ideas? I mean, how do you capture those moments? I mean, um, I'm asking I'm, for me too, because I'm yeah. one of those where sometimes if I don't write it down, it, it'll be gone. And then I'll be fighting for the next three days trying to remember exactly what that was I was thinking about. Um, it's funny. I, so I have a morning routine in the morning I journal. So I have a, a little book that I write in and it has some prompts to it. Um, most of the time I'm just free flowing kind of whatever I'm thinking about. Some days I don't have anything, you know, some days it's just like, I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm doing today. I don't know what I'm writing, whatever. It's just nothing. But I noticed that the ideas come to me the most when I'm by myself quietly, like walking. So I walk from our house to our gym. We have a gym on our mm-hmm. property. And that 
period of time, which is only about five minutes, I, I'm away from my house. There's no noise. There's no distractions. There's nothing coming in. And mm-hmm. I get ideas and I get these sayings, these phrases that come mm-hmm. to me. And so I guess on my social media, I'm very um, spontaneous. I'm not one of those people that's like timing my posts. I don't even pay attention to that. I literally just, if it comes through me, I hop on and share it. And so typically it's the stories because the stories are just so real. And like right now it's right now it's I'm walking, I'm outside. I'm going to share what's on my mind. Cause that's when it's Mm -hmm. the most raw is when Mm -hmm. it's coming through you in that moment. And so oftentimes I will just pop on like today, the thing that I shared today about the loneliness and and whatnot Mm -hmm. and that. um, And I actually shared something else earlier about environmental misalignments and um, if something's not working, do something different. Like that message came through me today. If, if you want a different result, do something different. Like that message was just mm-hmm. coming through me. It was repeating. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just hopped on and started talking about it. And so what ends up happening is typically those video clips will then prompt a post mm-hmm. of some kind. And it's usually my own stuff that I need to work on, or that's, that's the messages that I'm getting from me. I'm just delivering them and sharing them with my audience. So yeah, I just, I think I just got to a point where I just stopped caring about the meaning behind what I was posting or if it fit with my brand or whatever. And I just was like, this is me. Mm -hmm. So So this is awesome. So one of the things, because a lot of the people who are in Shredders United, they're kind of thinking, okay, well, I want to know how to share. I would like to do Facebook lives. I know I was an individual who was terrified of doing a Facebook live because I'm like, what the hell am I going to say? And who's going to care? I mean, really? And it was my wife prodding me. You got to, you got to go live. You got to go live. And it was funny in the beginning of ER shred, I would go live in our little Facebook community, our private Facebook group is like 3000. I love them all, but it's kind of like my little safe place. I'm like, yeah. Okay. I'll go live. So I go live in our mindful lounge, we call it. And I would come in and I'm like, yeah, I did a live. I was in the backyard and I think it was okay and pretty good. And she said, where did you put it? I go, I, I put it in the group. And she said, go back out there and do it again, but do it on your public page. And I was like, oh dear God, you're kidding. She goes, no, go out there and do it because you want someone new that's never heard this. You want to invite them into the conversation. Your people in your mind, the lounge, they already have, they already know you. They already are involved in the conversation. Yeah. Go out and find new people. So she would push me outdoors and do it. And she would kind of have her way of pushing me and needling me. I'm thinking, okay, I can't not say, I'm sorry, I'm chicken shit and I'm not going to do it. And slowly but surely I'd go out there and do it. I would do the live. And then I would feel actually, it's you, you feel kind of like elated. You're like, oh my yeah. God, it's still alive. That's kind of fun. So that I did what my wife suggested. I started listening to my own lives and like, okay, how could I do it differently? And what did I leave out? And now often it becomes so natural. I do what you do. If an idea pops in my head, I'm looking for my phone and I'm either walking the dogs with the phone held out doing a live, or if I'm by, if I'm inside the house, I can maybe throw it in the ring light or whatever. And try to do it a little bit more professionally, but I immediately go on and just start talking, right? Just like you do because yes. it's raw and it's spontaneous and it's real. And that's when, that is when you're going to connect the best. 
So when it's rehearsed, at least for me, and if I write it down and I pre-plan it and let me think about it and try to make it just so, then it comes off weird and it doesn't come off authentic. It's not raw. It's not real. Um, I'm not going to cry. I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe not. But that's where Sean was at. Hey, I'm going to get emotional. I thought, man, this guy's getting emotional. That drew me in because I could see how real it was for him. Right. So for our group who's listening tonight, um, that's a perfect cue. If an idea pops in your head, just jump on and start talking about it. You always can delete your live. You don't have to leave it up. Right. Right, Carolyn? I know she's here because she made a post, but um, she made one of the best posts, but she took it down. Like, and I was lucky to be looking at Facebook at that very moment in time. And I see this post pop up and I go, this is fantastic. And then I'm like starting to comment. And it was like, this person took the post down. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Anyway, you do lives, you're spontaneous, you're journaling, which is a great practice. Um, are there any other things that you're doing with your business that you would suggest others do from a, from a foundational standpoint? You already wrote out your, you know, you called it a list, but you kind of said, when I was in my zone of genius, I wrote down everything I wanted to be and everything yeah. that I would not be. And I would keep this so I could remind myself, Lisa, this is who you're going to be and you're not going to deviate or go back, Right. Yeah. Um, what other practices are you employing this time, this go around that you um, feel are going to be advantageous for your oh, business? My... Um, so one of the things that I've gotten really connected to is just consistency. So, and this okay. is actually something that I did want to share because the, the old Lisa was a hustler, was a like workaholic 90 day blitz, Eric Warre, go hard, tell your husband, you're not going to be around for three months. Like that was me. Um, mm -hmm. And I got adrenal fatigue and I burned out and I would stop and go and it just wasn't working. And so that was another thing I committed to was that if I'm going to do this again, I'm going to do it with some intention and some consciousness and some balance. Mm -hmm. And so um, I have decided that I'm building with urgency. So urgency is not the same as hustle, like hustle mm -hmm. hard, like you know, mm -hmm. work 12 hours a day. Um, but with this urgency, but with this like calm consistency, instead mm -hmm. of this chase that I was doing before, mm -hmm. I was like chasing the goals, chasing the ranks, chasing this. Um, and so that's something that I think is huge is just radical. I love that word, radical consistency where, mm -hmm. you know, every single day you're touching your business, you're putting content out, um, you're being seen, you're being heard. Like you said, you know, when you have an idea something's coming through you, you have like, you have a microphone, essentially, with social mm -hmm. media, you have a microphone to stand up and speak at any given time. And sure, maybe like the whole world isn't watching and who knows how many people are seeing it, whatever, it doesn't matter. You have a platform and a microphone to speak. And that is so incredibly powerful. And so I just think about that. Um, every day, I have a microphone in my hand. What do I want to share? And mm -hmm. um, I just know that it's going to land on whoever it's meant to land on. Maybe it's one person. Maybe it's somebody that's going to see it two months from now. You know. Um, now, I, and so, do you think about your audience at all? Um, and this is and that's a selfish reason why I'm asking it, guys. So just so you understand, um, I was attempting to be everything to everyone because here I thought I'm this professional 
all this business marketing experience. I know how to help mothers that are, you know, baby weight. You know, I can help kids. I can help middle age. I can help, you know, aging gracefully, whatever. But I was trying to do it all. And, um, and yeah, or I think I can help mold your messaging for that group. My wife, again, pointed out, she goes, they're not going to be listening to you as much as you like to think that you're going to help moms with baby weight. They're not, they're not going to be listening. So you need to be speaking to your audience. And I'll be very honest. I've been doing isogenics for 17 years. I didn't want to touch the business initially because I hated the industry. And that was my own issues. 2009, I, five years in, I said, okay, I will put my toe in the water and let's see what happens. And luckily I had enough understanding of how to build businesses and how to communicate that I was able to build a pretty successful business, but I still wasn't buying into the concept of building team leaders. Mm -hmm. So I was top, I mean, it was me and it was the rest of the team. And so that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is you want to elevate people the way Sean does and Crystal promote them up to the point where they have permission to feel like they can grow their wings and bloom and be the best person that they can be. And then leaders evolve, right? And the stronger the leaders you have down below you, the more successful you become. One of the questions um, that I was at, wanted to ask is that, do you have a specific, a, a specific niche that you try to target with your messaging? Are you looking for people like you or are you, I mean, have you thought about it that way at all or no? Yeah. I mean, who's your audience? Since coming back this time around, um, I would say definitely women that are in my age range. I think just because that's who resonates most with me is, you know, mm -hmm. women that are, I would say 30 to, to 50, you mm -hmm. know, range is probably what, what I get most of as far as attraction. Um, my messaging now is very much directed towards my story, which is, okay. um, I talk about the bloating issue that I had mm -hmm. and that's a huge issue for women. And I talk about it. I talk about it, honestly, about intimacy and about how it mm -hmm. affects relationships and about, um, all the little things that people don't really mention that they just kind of mm -hmm. sweep under the rug. Like I just put it out there. And I think that's who I speak to is the person that is dealing with some of those silent pains that maybe, um, isn't connected. It wasn't. I wasn't connecting the dots at all. I was thinking, well, I'm eating healthy. I'm bloated. I don't know what's going on. It's just part of life, mm -hmm. I guess. So I think that's kind of my, my avatar, if you will, is kind of like that woman that's in her middle age there, like between mm -hmm. 40, 40 ish range, um, who wants vibrant health, who wants mm -hmm. to be empowered in their body. And, um, yeah, that's kind of my messaging. Get their sexy think, back. I think I, yeah, exactly. I think I probably attract, I would say more, um, like athletes and just people that have been maybe in that space. Cause that's a lot of my audience already mm -hmm. exists, but I do have a lot of people who are reaching out to me about, Hey, I know this isn't, you know, you didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but could this help me with weight loss? And so I'm mm -hmm. pulling stories from other people. Um, and I have a lot of old isogenics customers as well who are just like, Oh, I could lose weight on this too. So let me, you know, reactivate, let me get going. So, so let me ask you, since you didn't, you didn't need to lose my, I mean, come on, you're tiny to begin with, but you didn't have, you didn't come to this for weight loss, but you've seen other people and what's beginning to happen based on your nutritional background. Do you find this is going to be an easier system to follow to achieve weight loss? Absolutely. 
Yeah. And I think it goes back to the empowerment piece because when you, it's just like that saying, you know, what is that saying about teach a, teach a man to fish or show a man to fish, whatever it is. When you empower right. someone to learn how to do something themselves, mm-hmm. they own it now. Mm-hmm. They now own it. They, they now have an understanding of it that they would never have if you handed it to them. And the old way of coaching was handing it to them. We hand fed mm-hmm. them everything. We hand fed them what to eat, how much to eat. I even wrote up my own programs. Chris and I created, reinvented the wheel when it came to the 30 day and all this coaching that we did and videos and coaching videos and I mean, you name it. And so all we were doing was recreating this group of needy people that needed mm-hmm. us. Right. And they weren't, we were actually doing them a massive disservice because they're going to continue to struggle because they mm-hmm. don't own it. Right. Well, now they own it. You don't want to enable, you do not want to enable bad, enable people to become right. co- they become codependent upon you, which exactly. is kind of a weird, weird scenario, but you want people obviously to have that empowerment themselves. Um, okay. I got it. This the magic question here at the end, given everything that you've known for the last 10 years, what you've accomplished and you know, your audience, you know, social media, you're doing all the right things, journaling, you already made your do's and do nots, so on. Given ER shred and how you're positioning yourself now going forward. I know you said this is terrific. You said seven years, but here's my view. When I look at what, when I had this experience, I literally, I almost said, oh my God, this is it. I now have my before and after picture. I get a do over because years ago, I never took a before and after. I didn't think of the business, right? And I also had no idea how to even approach this. This time around, I'm thinking, I get a second chance. This is like a rebirth and I get to build it with my buddy, Sean, and I get to do it with the Escobars who I just totally, you know, Randy and Tony, how they did it in the beginning. And I'm thinking, my God, if they did this in a year, what's possible for us if we get our messaging right and we get targeted and we get, as you said, consistent. So I know you said seven years, but what do you think this is going to, how is this going to evolve for you? What do you think is the potential for ER Shred and for yourself? Um, well, I think it's, I think it's building a different type of community. Like I said, I mean, it goes back to the empowerment piece. That's why that that's my word is like, I'm here to empower people because as soon as you can empower someone, um, you're now giving them a a opportunity to, to shine in whatever Mm -hmm. capacity, right. Whether it's their body, it's their business, it's their relationships, whatever they become empowered and they take ownership for the choices that they're making in life. And I think that alone builds a different kind of community than the communities that we're used to from before, where it was a lot of, it was just like, I don't know, I want to say fluffy. It was just kind of fluff. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was this fairy tale. Um, I had this fairy tale belief about the opportunity. And it was just kind of like, okay. oh, yay, this fairy tale thing. This is a little bit more for me, like long-term digging, digging, digging down deep roots, you know, because it feels very, um, it just feels like it's attracting a different type of person. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I see longevity with it. And the, the seven year thing for me is just because I'll be 50 in seven years. So I'm thought, Hey, by age 50, I could be able to say like, I put seven years into this and this is what I got out of it. Um, and you know, before it was, I didn't really set a goal like that. I just kind of I mean, said, well, until it doesn't work anymore, 
you know, that, I mean, that's what really lights me up because where I think it's not working anymore. So when Peter, um, Peter Greenlaw is the one who introduced this to me and I, I, he was Peter Greenlaw back then energized, calling me up. I told him to call me at six in the morning. I didn't care. He lived in Denver. He was waking up at five in the morning to call me to make sure I was doing my cleanse drink. Right. But the reality is, is that he was so passionate then. And he was like, oh my God, isn't this great? We're going to change the world. Um, I finally had to ask him, I said, how much money are you making? He said, $500 a month. And I about fell out of my chair and I'm like, you're working this hard for $500 a month. I don't get it. I'm like, good for you. I'm going to send people to you, Peter, but no, thanks. I'm not going to do this, but I didn't see it. And he was literally ignorance on fire. Now, his passion, though, it didn't take him seven years to have success because he started in 2003. I think he had hit pay dirt by 2007. He was well on his way. And then the momentum begins to carry over. So when I look at the opportunity, I had to kind of reevaluate. I'm, as my wife pointed out, I will be 60 this year. Now, my birthday is December 15th, which is the 50th week of the year. But come January 1st, she's like, well, you're turning 60 this year, right? I'm like, uh, yeah, but the year has, I mean, at the end of the year. So my goal, obviously, is I looked at Peter. He started really focusing on the business when he was 58. And I looked what he created starting at 58. I figure I have a head start because I already have a team. I already know the do's and don'ts. And I have the ER shred. And I'm thinking, damn, if I put a good five years into this, I'll be 65 when most people retire. But this time, I legitimately could retire if I wanted to, but I don't think I would want to. I want to be Jimmy Smith. I'm going to be up there on stage at 90 having fun, right? So I think the key is we can make this whatever we want it to be. And that is for everybody. Maybe it's just getting your products paid for. And um, I just... I'm so excited about ER Shred and the opportunity and the people who we're attracting. So finally, you have, you are absolutely amazing, Lisa. I'm assuming that because your energy has changed and you've shifted in the way you're uh, sharing this, are you beginning to notice new people attracted to you? Are you bringing in a different type of person to take a look? Do you see that yet or is it too soon? It's too soon. I think um, I literally just started. I mean, I did my first uh, shred at uh, the beginning of last month. So it's literally been a month, uh, <laughs> less than a month since I launched because I, I did the shred. Uh, I ended my first shred on the 12th, I, th- I believe it was, of August. So okay. it's it hasn't been a month. coming up well, you, on a month. So I know, oh, yeah, I'm giving you a hard time. You've been kind of slacking on us here. Um, <laughs> but I guess um, the thing that I'm, I, I, what I'm looking at is, I know that my energy personally shifted. I know that I finally, st- I started talking to the right audience. And this is what I wanted to leave everybody with. I love your lives. I love what you're doing with your social media. And the craziest thing is, is that as soon as I started relating to my audience, which are men my age, right? Um, I've had high school and college buddies that I haven't heard from. And I hate to say this because it was that long ago. I graduated high school in 1980. So that was 41 years ago college that was 37 years ago but i'm hearing from these guys for the first time saying hey i would like to learn more about that Mm -hmm. and interestingly my wife was correct again she said don't worry go out there and do the lives because people are watching and i'm finding out for the first time that people like my buddy chris clark from high school he goes i've been i've been secretly watching you is what he said 
for three years. Don't think I'm weird, but I've been following you for three years. And I really like what you're saying now with this ER shred thing. I want to do it. And I'm like, wow, you've been watching me for three years and you never commented on anything. You know, I, I just thought he was, he was connected. So thank you for being authentic. Thank you for being you and putting yourself out there. I wish you and Chris the best of luck, obviously, with the new ventures and Thank with you. your new ER Shred business. Um, and please, you're already active in the community, but don't be shy because you have so much value and so much, I mean, just great stuff, I mean, to share with us. And um, I kind of hold on to it, like with every word, like this is so cool. Oh, Lisa's <laughs> coming out with a new messaging. And that's how you learn, right? You, you follow others who kind of have that it factor and you have that when it comes to marketing and i'm just so thrilled that you're part of our community and thank you for being thank on tonight you. thank and you i, I want to say real quick that sure. um you know the reality behind um this business and what you asked me a second ago about am i attracting new different types of people i think it's mm -hmm. important to know that there's there's judgment too you know there's mm -hmm. there's a lot of i'm getting a lot of um, because I was involved in isogenics before, um, a lot of messages that aren't that great, you know, and I'm getting a lot of sort of shade thrown at me, if you will, um, okay. from people. And so th that's my experience. And so that's part of the reason why I'm kind of doing it the way I'm doing it is that I'm just building tough skin on my way. Mm -hmm. And I'm um, just reminding myself of that list that I made. So I think that's important to note because there's a lot of people that get discouraged in this industry when they get those types of messages, right? Or I've heard of that company. Sure. Or, oh, that's the shake company or I tried it. I tried it already and I didn't have good experience or, you know, there's all of these stories because we've been around for so long. And so naturally that's going to come, you know? I mean, I, I've said this, I think, well, Caroline put it in her post the other night talking about how she's changing mentally and how she's noticing that in her world, not everybody's totally on board with that. And they're, they're honestly, people get intimidated when you energetically leave them and you're doing something else, no matter what it is in life. Right. And they want, they want to pull you back into where they're at and they, they don't want to, they honestly, the first reaction is they're going to lash out at you. So first of all, you don't own any of their feelings towards you. I mean, who right. gives it right. Yep. I mean, it doesn't, shouldn't bother you be thick skinned like you are but be really connected with yourself. So if you're intuitively are in alignment with your belief system, you know that you're right with yourself. That's all you have to be. And then everything else will take care of itself. And those people who are throwing shade at you, Lisa, I know some of those people are going to come around in the next five, six months. And they're going to say, you know, I'm kind of embarrassed to ask you this, but can I do this ears right thing with you? But we're, we're, we're hitting critical mass. Um, yes. Maxwell wrote the book, Tipping Point. If you haven't read that book, mm -hmm. great business book, right? We're getting close to the tipping point. And that's literally where we have so much momentum. It just starts to carry itself. And it's going to be successful with us or without us, right? Yep. And as Sean said, we are attracting the right people. The, the best people are showing up in our community. And it's happening on a weekly basis. My God, you just came in a month ago. And mm -hmm. people are starting to show up. And there are people who've been hanging out for months that now are deciding because of seeing others shine their light. They're saying, hey, I can do that. I'm going to go out there and do a live. And it's becoming contagious. And that's the fun part. That was the other thing Sean said. ER Shred, we're going to have, it's all about having fun this year. We're going to have fun. And we're going to build a culture 
of like-minded individuals, and we're going to have an impact on people's health. So um, thank you, Lisa, for everything tonight. Yeah. And again, we'd love to have you back, but stay thank active you. in the group. Is there anything last, any, anything that I left out or anything else you'd like to mention? I don't think so. Just get out sure. there, be yourself. The, I don't know. That's the biggest, best advice I have is be, be you, whatever that is. Awesome. That's what draws people in. So. Well, everybody, you can unmute yourself if you'd like. Uh, congratulate Lisa. And um, thank I you know so much, is... Lisa. Thank you. I've learned a lot tonight. Awesome message, Lisa. Thank you so thank much. Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank great you. call, Bob. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Have a great that was night. Great. It was awesome. That was great. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Bob. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Have a great Thanks, night, guys. Thanks, Bob and Lisa. See you in the group. Take care. Good night. Bye, guys. Good night. Good night, Good night. everybody. Good night.